0: You're listening to The Clarity Digital Marketing Show with your host and author of The Clarity Project, Liam Thompson, helping you reach, influence, and attract more customers or clients online. Check us out online over at claritydigitalmarketing.com. Cool. Uh, so today we have Amy on board, uh, on the Clarity Digital Marketing podcast. Amy is one of the team here at Clarity Digital Marketing and also she helps us out with our other business, internetfitpro.com.
1: Hi guys.
0: So, What's happening, Amy?
1: I'm good. How's life?
0: Life is, life is okay. I'm, uh, I'm in the middle of a house move this week, so I'm up to my eyeballs and boxes. Nice. And then, nice. Uh, yeah, so so busy. So, yeah, guys, what we really want to chat about today is the uh, the issues that businesses have when it comes to their websites. Obviously, this is what we do as a business. We We help people. Well, we don't help people. We help businesses convert their traffic that visit the websites into paying clients. Mm. And we generally see the same mistakes all the time from, from websites. Yeah. So we're gonna to make today's episode really about the mistakes that most websites make and how you can easily, easily fix them. Mm-hmm. But what I wanna start with is everybody thinks they have a traffic problem. Yes. Yes. And what do do. they
1: really have? They really
0: have a conversion problem. So I have I have got a few clients that I run some Facebook ads for and I get a lot of requests for this service. And what people generally say to me is, Liam, I need some help getting some traffic. I need you to do my Facebook ads. I need more visitors to my website. And the thing is, it's very, very, very rarely the case, because what happens is, when someone visits the website, they don't take action on it. In fact, and and if you uh, if you read my soon-to-be-published book, which is yet unnamed, you'll you'll find out exactly how, how to do this. But the truth is that usually. Even on a well-written website, you'll only get 1% to 2% of people taking action. So you're wasting 99% of your traffic. So you don't need more traffic. You just need to essentially fill the holes in the bucket. Mm -hmm. The traffic that you do get converts. So the number one thing that you always should be looking to do on your business website is to increase the conversions. Amy, what would you do to increase conversions?
1: I think the first thing is know what your audience are actually there for bam yes you've got to know what the problem is they want solving they're searching for something they're investing their time and money in you you need to solve a problem for them
0: okay I I have a step before that and I think a lot of businesses miss this one out and it's (laughs) actually know who your audience is before you know what they're there for
1: oh yes that's true
0: like it's the number one think that you have to have in place before you even think about getting a website put together for your business. Who do you want to attract? Who's your ideal client? Who are you in business to serve?
1: And most people will say, everybody, and that is the wrong answer, guys. (laughs) Totally the wrong answer. The more niche and focused you can get on who it is you're going to serve, the easier your conversions are going to be.
0: Yeah, and if you, I, I love using these, like, but as you guys listen to all these podcast episodes, you'll hear me come out with the same cliches all the time. And, and when it comes to marketing, the ones I like using the best are dating. So the, the, the sort of process of, of, of meeting someone and going through that socially acceptable rules to get into to the end point. And also cars, car sales, car showrooms, And I think that they're a great example. So one of the things I always talk about is the Aston Martin garage at the end of my road. I live in a little posh town in the north of England that has an Aston Martin garage right in the middle of town. Mm. And uh, Aston Martin know exactly who their market is. They do. They are not, right. The guy at Aston Martin doesn't wake up in the morning and think, right, I want to attract anyone into my business. He is looking for someone who A, can afford the price points of an Aston Martin, and B, who wants the status that buying an Aston Martin and being seen in an Aston Martin will will bring them.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: He's not bothered about the competition from the Ford Garage on the other end of town. He doesn't care because they're completely different markets. They're serving completely different audiences. And the only thing that he should care about and does care about is his own audience. He knows exactly who he wants to attract. And that's what you guys need to do in your business before you even think about any of your marketing, whether it's your website or whether it's flyers or magazine or radio or TV or whatever it is, you need to know exactly who you're targeting. What's your thoughts on that, Amy?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And we spend time with everybody trying to get them to really dig down into that um, to understand um, there's certain tools that you can use um, that are completely free that give you all of the information about your audience and who they are. You know, you've know, you got audience insights on Facebook ads that you can go and explore. Um, you've got YouGov profiles that you can explore to tell you all about the people that are searching for you um, and, and really get into who they are and what they want. And going out there and asking your existing clients some really key marketing questions as well.
0: Yeah, and and, and the thing is, by, by knowing this information, it's, it's going to save you money and your marketing costs in the long run. Uh, one of the things that I like to do at the weekend is is uh, is, is play sport and, and watch sport. And uh, the golf majors is an example of, of something that I would watch. And when you look at the team, ads when when golf is on it's all wealth management it's Rolexes it's golfing holidays because these guys these businesses they know exactly who their market is and they know that the people that are watching these programs are their target market it's the same uh, like we're recording this at the end of November I was in Dublin at the weekend watching the rugby, and the rugby ball was sponsored by Old Mutual Wealth Management. Mm. And uh, I think we'd been watching the England game in, uh, in, in one of the bars, and, and you could see when the camera zoomed in, right on the side of the ball it said Old Mutual Wealth Management. And it's like these guys, these businesses, they know that people who are watching rugby are more likely to be their target market. So the first thing that you need to be looking at is who do you want to attract in your business?
1: And and let's say you know that roughly you work with, I don't know, women who are 30 to 40. You can go into Facebook Audience Insights, you can plug that in and it will tell you the pages that they like, the places that they shop, the celebrities that they look up to. It will give you all of this information so that you can then go and explore where's a useful place for you to put your message out there. But also so that you can understand the psyche behind their decision-making process. You know, how they think, how they feel, and then emulate that on the website so that you draw them through.
0: Yeah, so completely agree with that. I think that there are enough tools out there that you can easily just jump online and Facebook Audience Insights is, is, a, is a great one. Uh, you can access that through the Ads Manager function in Facebook. So let's say you have your audience. You know who you're targeting. What's the next thing that you think we should be looking at, Amy?
1: Once they're on the website, then it's a case of giving them something that they need.
0: Exactly. That when when we look at websites for businesses, and we 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 tend to see the same mistakes a lot of the time. Like uh, we have a little in joke uh, in 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 house when we look at a website, we know straight away that it, it's going to be rubbish when it has the line "Welcome to my website" <laughs> or, or "Welcome to my business." Or the website is very very focused on on who the company is. Mm -hmm. rather than focused on who they help and how they can help people because let's face it when you when you land on a website you are generally looking for a solution to a problem yeah and most businesses forget that and they think that it's that it's all about them like people don't care how long you've been in business they don't care that you offer the best service. They don't care that you are fully insured. They don't care about your qualifications. The only thing that they care about is how you can help them, what you can do for them, what's in it for them.
1: Yeah. And it's about working people through a process of know, like, trust, buy. As you know, this is the marketing cycle, they've got to know you exist they've got to like what you do they've got to be able to trust you can deliver and the way they like and trust you is by you describing the problem to them in their own work you know in in words they haven't even thought of yet Um, and being able to say this is your problem this is the impact it's having on your life this is the solution we've read your mind we know exactly what you need and here's here's the end result you know this is how you get to where you want to be
0: yeah completely agree with that and, and And the thing is, the other thing that we find and that that loads of businesses do is that they want people to take a huge step. And if we go back to uh we go back to cars as as another example, that if you look at if you look at a car ad on a TV, they never try they're not trying to sell the car or if you listen to an advert on a radio for for cars, they're not trying to sell you a car. They're not trying to get you to pick up the phone with your credit card details and buy a car on the phone. They're trying to get you to to take the next logical step. And this is what you should be doing from your website. You want to get people to take one step at a time in in a small journey to get closer to, to, to doing business with you. So if we use cars as an example, the the car ad is only designed to get you into the showroom to go for a test drive. Yeah. The car ad isn't designed to sell the car. It's the job of the salesman to then take you on a test drive and let the car sell you the car and let mm-hmm. the salesman sell you the car. And then once you've made that buying decision, it's the salesman's job to then sell you more bits of the car. Yeah. So power, st-
1: all
0: have power steering these days, but <laughs> the alloy wheels, the foldable mirrors, the sat system, the heated seats. And these are all things that if you, if you can sell them, they will increase your profit.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And that's what they want to, to this is the biggest mistake people make. They try and get people on the website and then buying something straight away. And it doesn't work. You know, yeah. you, It's too big a jump, it's too big a trust that you're asking people to invest in you.
0: So what's the first step, Amy, on a website for a business? What would you recommend?
1: Now, you see, we used to say probably an email address. But I guess it depends on how savvy your remarketing is.
0: Okay, for for you guys who don't know what remarketing is, uh, or retargeting. It's yeah. basically, you know when you, you you go on Amazon or you go looking for flights and you start to see these ads for the exact things that you're looking for? This is remarketing or retargeting. And it's basically the process of a uh, website being able to follow you around the internet and serve ads to you based on the things that you've seen mm. or based on websites that you've previously visited. And Amy makes a great point about about savviness because it's only really the big companies that are doing this at the minute. So the, the first sort of process, and, and, and this all depends really where people come from. So if someone lands on your homepage, for example, and they find you via a Google search, they're probably a little bit more ready to buy. So we would wanna try and either get their email address or we would wanna try and make them an offer to make it really easy for them to become a client, so like a prime, Amazon do this brilliantly with prime they do a 30 day trial and and in extension of the thirty day trial, they ask you to set up an amazon account and it 's genius because they 're basically getting clients for free, but on the website, you have something that we so email we call trying to get an email address we call that a a lead magnet Mm -hmm. so you're giving someone something in exchange for their email address and it has to be something that's valuable so it could be a it could be a report it could be seven, seven seven ways to if you're in the weight loss niche seven ways to lose weight without drinking green checks or something like that you make it valuable we call that a lead magnet but the other way of 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 doing this is to put out content that you know your market's interested in. We call these and I'm not sure if this is an industry term, but we call them read read magnets. Yeah. And uh, the idea is that if you know someone who's been on your blog or your website and they're reading content about what you do, you can then serve the ads to them because you know they're already interested, because you know they've already been reading stuff. Yeah. So that's basically what we mean by remarketing and retargeting.
1: And most people, most websites, the the biggest mistake I think they're making at the minute is they're not using remarketing or retargeting, you know, in any form. So that 98 or 99% of people that aren't taking action, they're losing and they're not trying to re-attract with anything at all. They're just, it's dead traffic. Um, and some of the greatest uplifts we've seen are when you actually start putting in those those remarketing and retargeting tactics.
0: Yeah, and I think that the, the old marketing adage is that you need an average of seven marketing clutches before someone becomes a client. Yeah. But it's 2016 now, and I think that's probably an outdated model, and it's probably closer to, to maybe 17, 18 Mm. so this is to do with how many people are putting out content and 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 i heard a term yesterday content saturation because they they reckon that uh between now and 2020 there will be five times more content on the internet Mm. than there currently is
1: (laughs) that's a huge amount of content
0: huge amount so You've either got to start putting out more content than your competitors, mm-hmm. or you've got to catch the people who are reading your content so that you can do two things, put more content in front of them, and then put your offers in front of them. Yeah. But that's based on Facebook pixeling and, and Google pixeling, and these uh, these social media companies still being around I personally as as well as doing these I'm a huge fan of taking people away from social media and and really being in control and trying to get their email address so you can continue the conversation on email
1: and like you say if you've got a, a lead magnet that is strong that solves their problem you know getting the email address is an easier easier thing you know, than a sign up for our newsletter.
0: <laughs> sign up for our newsletter. <laughs>
1: Which I still uh, see.
0: Yeah. And, and, and the other one is, sign up for my emails. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so here, here, guys, this is a newsflash. No one wants to sign up for newsletter. No one wants to sign up for daily emails. And you say this, but there are a few marketers whose main marketing tactic is to get people's email address and send daily emails. Mm. And I think that works wonderfully as a business model. But the reason why people are signing up for the emails in the first place is not to get daily emails. It's not to get a newsletter. It's to get the information that solves a problem that takes them closer to the solution that they want. Yeah. And that ultimate solution, should be becoming a client of your business. Absolutely. Games.
1: Absolutely. And so the other thing that we see is websites that try and do too many of these steps all in one go. Yeah. So they give people the, the structure of the website isn't laid out in such a way as it allows people to journey through it and dig deeper. And it really should be. So your first glance of your website should be about, one thing you know solving one problem getting that email address people want to discover how to work with you they can dig down into the about us pages then they can dig down into the you know work with me pages then they can dig down it deeper and um, that solution gives people a journey rather than um you know bombarding them with information all in one go
0: yeah the, like it's it's a good adage, uh, taking people on a, on, a, on, a, on a customer journey. If you think about the fact, when you go on holidays, or if you're doing some traveling, like you, you have a step-by-step process to your journey, mm. to, to leaving the house, to, to get to your hotel, and, and, and it's the same every time. Right? Yeah. So you, you either drive to the airport or you get a taxi to the airport, you, you check in, you go through security, you board a flight, you sit on the flight, you get off the flight, you go through security and customs at the other end, you collect your bags, you get a taxi or a bus or whatever to your hotel.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's a step-by-step process. Yeah. And it doesn't matter where you're traveling to, you, you always go through the same process.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And,
0: and marketing should be like that. Your job as a, as a marketer or as as, as a business owner is, is to take people on that journey from, from being a visitor to, to becoming a client.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But you can't miss out the steps, because if you miss out the steps, then there's, there's, a, there's a disconnect. Mm-hmm. But you can't, you can't go on holidays without going through the security section, because you're not gonna get on a plane. Like, you can't miss out that step, otherwise the journey ends
1: yeah absolutely
0: and 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 the same thing happens as as a business owner when when you ask for the, the 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 potential client to make a huge commitment like buy your stuff on on visit one there's there's no tr there's no no trust there's no like mm-hmm. so as Amy mentioned earlier, you need to know the like and the trust before someone is going to be prepared to buy mm-hmm but you also have to build a belief in the client that they're going to get the result that they want from your service, and this is where your content and and your offers and making it easy for them to 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 do things with you is is key to this. Let let's use a let's use a carpet cleaning company as an example. Okay. Like they could clean. Like, let's say a carpet cleaning company put up a website, and they were like. Yeah, we'll come and clean your whole house, and it'll cost you a thousand dollars, or a thousand pounds, or a thousand groats, or, or whatever currency you're using. Mm. And you might think, well, it's a big commitment—a thousand, a thousand dollars, a thousand pounds—a big commitment for me to spend right now. How do I know if these guys are even any good?
1: Mm.
0: And there's a couple of there's a couple of things that all websites should have that. Will answer that question. Number one is social proof. Absolutely. Testimonials from other clients telling telling your site visitors how how good these carpet cleaning services are. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you've got Joe Joe blogs. Yeah, the carpet cleaner came around to my house. He cleaned the whole carpets and and it saved me three thousand dollars on replacing my carpets. Yeah. So there's there's a benefit there. So social social proof testimonials is one way to build up that trust factor. The other way is to, to get the client to take a small step. Mm-hmm. So your website shouldn't really be there to sell your big services, at least not initially. If I was a carpet cleaner, I would do some sort of trial. We'll come and we'll clean your rugs for ten dollars yeah. or we'll come and do one room. Mm-hmm. We'll prove to you that we're good at what we do. We'll get your carpets cleaner than they've ever been before. Or we'll give you your money back. So this is the second thing is a guarantee. Yeah. The guarantee can start to remove the the the, the sort of resistance and the low barrier offer is is there so that it makes it easy for someone to, to actually see if you're really good at what you do. So once you get into the person's house, you do the job, you clean the carpets, you're then in a position to make them another offer and say, well, would you like us to do the rest of your house? Mm. If you're happy, then it's a no-brainer.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, um, it makes sense. It's,
0: it's, 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 it's just the step-by-step process.
1: Mm.
0: If you can get someone to give you money for something like if you can make a sale and as a result of that you can deliver on what it is that you do then then it should be really easy for you to uh, to then sell them onto your core service whatever that is yeah what's your thoughts ames
1: i i wanted to draw it back to the dating analogy again <laughs> <laughs> because you know that's my favorite thing it's like, you know, you don't go on a first date and end up at the end point straight away. That, that tactic might work. Some people do. Sometimes, you know, that, it's not the, um, necessarily the way to a long-lasting, long-term relationship, perhaps. Some people, some people
0: go to Vegas and get married.
1: Yeah, that's true. Some people they've there just met. More the, yeah,
0: generally, generally, it doesn't, it doesn't happen.
1: You know, it's more of a drawn out process, it's a little bit longer term, there's little baby steps along the way, so you know, there's the meeting, there's the the, the first date, there's the second date, you know, et cetera, et cetera. There's the courting period, as it would be known as. Um, so, it's just about building that relationship with your client, I think, rather than going in for that one time, quick, give me a money kind of offer
0: yeah i like i like i like that it's it's relationship marketing and it's it's basically by offering value you you're adding client you're adding credits to uh to to someone's emotional bank account yes and the more credits you add the more the the more you're adding to this bank account and 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 what we would would sort of say is that don't ask to take a withdrawal until you've given enough value. Mm. This is the thing. This podcast is, is all about us adding value.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Right? We're, not, we're not trying to sell anything off the back of this. We're just trying to add value to our potential clients and, and help them with their businesses. And, and we know at some point that people listen to this will check us out and, and, and possibly even become clients.
1: Yeah if and it's, it's the, right yeah. if
0: they're ready yeah it's 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 no pressure sales you don't have to be salesy to do this it's the same reason why we we we're going to we do facebook live videos it's the same reason why we do blogs it's the same reason why we do emails it's all about giving value and 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 in the uh, in in the hope and eventuality that that, that someone'll will, will become a client and and it works and, and, and loads of businesses don't do this. Loads of businesses are just trying to sell all the time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, and, and there's so many businesses trying to sell that people are turned off to it. Like, yeah. I know personally when I get emails from companies that only ever send me an email when they're trying to sell something, or if I haven't heard from a company in two months and they send me an email. like we, We're recording this uh, at the end of November, and Black Friday and Cyber Monday, was, was a couple of days ago. Mm. Emails from people I hadn't heard from in six months trying to sell me something. And all those emails reminded me to do is unsubscribe from their lists. Yeah. Like, seriously dude, don't email me if you just want to sell something. At least think about offering value. Mhm. That's, that's my thought processes anyway.
1: And, I, and it works. You know, we see it time and time again. It works so much better than the hard sale.
0: Yeah, Amazon are are a great example of of a company to follow when it comes to to doing stuff like this. If you have an Amazon account, go and look in your email inbox because they email you twice a day. Wow. That's your challenge for today's podcast. Go and check your email, see how many times a day Amazon email you. Okay. Me personally, it's twice a day. Maybe it's because I've got a Prime account, but... I, I, know, I know they send me something, and it's not always trying to sell me something. Sometimes it's about telling me what programs are on Prime or what films are on Prime and what I can go and watch.
1: So it's how to use the thing you've already invested in. Yeah.
0: And, and the thing is, I will always read those emails, but there's always a pitch. Yeah. There'll always be a pitch in there because there'll always be something that isn't included with Prime. Mm-hmm. And, and and sky sports here in the uk are, are another great example of of how to use content to to sell their services like they have they have their their website and their their news app and when they when they talk about a, like a story about a football team or a soccer team they they will then at the bottom at the bottom of the blog post they'll say oh this game is live on sky sports click here to subscribe to sky sports
1: mm-hmm.
0: It's it's content marketing, but it's disguised as news. Yeah, but people, most people, won't realise what it is, mm. and the reason why they're doing it is because it works. So these big companies are are great examples of of what to model. Any examples that you've got, Amy?
1: Um, I'm a massive Amazon fan as well. Actually, um, I I do love the way that they kind of approach things. Um, thinking of other people off the top of my head it depends on your marketplace really you know we've had some great examples from the car industry already but it's about solving that problem isn't it you know it's about finding that solution john lewis with their christmas advert know that you know christmas should all be about family and emotion and that's why that advert is so popular you know it's become a bit of a thing hasn't it
0: yeah it's 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 content
1: it's content it's
0: content Story. that is disguised as an ad yeah and, and guess what people anticipate it every year people look forward to it
1: yeah you know and that oh it's made me cry and it's bought you know a tear to my eye and all this that and the other that's advertising that's doing that to somebody
0: yeah do you remember uh, do you remember about it must have been about a year and a half ago Do you remember the guy? I think his nickname was Felix Baumhalter or Baumgalter. He was the guy who jumped from space and parachuted to to, to, to Earth. Right. It was the highest parachute jump ever. And uh, here's the thing. That was just a huge ad for Red Bull. Okay. I'll find the YouTube link and we'll stick it in the show notes. Yeah. So you guys can watch it. But, but that was just a huge ad it was sponsored by Red bull it was just a huge ad and, and none of this none of this stuff has changed right like all the social media stuff and and all the uh, all the, all the all the vehicles of, of getting your message in front of people has changed over the last 20 30 years but the actual strategies haven't like in the 1980s Richard Branson was doing exactly this with his balloon trips in his boat trips across the Atlantic, yeah. they, they were just ads for Virgin that were, uh, he knew that he would get on the news with these. And it was his way of uh, creating content mm-hmm. that, that would get noticed. And I, th- I think the biggest example of, of companies doing this at the minute are, are probably probably Red Bull because they've, they've tied up the extreme market with it. Yeah. I uh, would also say... That you you've got Sony with their GoPro, yes. Uh, they've got loads of loads of videos, extreme sports videos, that are disguised as content, but they're really ads. Mm. And also, I would say Guinness, because they they've really sort of uh, they've really embedded themselves in rugby culture. Mm. If any of you guys watch rugby or watch the Six Nations. Uh, Guinness, Guinness have got it completely tied up.
1: See, what's really interesting there is, I was thinking Guinness. Why? But I don't do rugby.
0: Yeah. So you're not. There you're you are not, not the target market.
1: No, I'm not.
0: <laughs> so, so this, this is this is the thing. Ad advertising is is becoming less and less about adverts, and it's becoming more and more about content.
1: And we're seeing websites that reflect that become more and more popular
0: completely uh, even even in the UK here and even in the states I don't know if you guys have X factor uh, but X factor is just a huge big ad yeah every, every week says T- TV shows are are becoming content providers and and the thing is none of this stuff is new no none of this none of this is new it's the only things that's new is the, the vehicle, like, whether it's social media or Twitter or Facebook or whatever, if you think about it, if you if you do a little bit of research into the history of marketing, and, and here's a little quiz for you, Amy. Mm. Why do you think soap operas are called soap operas? Uh, I don't know. They were designed to sell soap so- to housewives. <laughs> soap operas are content-based marketing Designed to sell soap detergents to housewives in America in the 1950s. Okay. Kids, tea, kids' breakfast TV shows, guess what? They were designed to sell.
1: Cereal, I guess.
0: Breakfast cereals. Cereal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so TV advertising has, has always been based on the content. hmm so nothing, nothing, nothing,
1: nothing
0: has changed. I think a little bit, Amy. I'm not sure how we actually got onto that.
1: We have, we have, we have. <laughs> so bringing it back down to websites, what do you think is the biggest tip?
0: Biggest tip, I think you always want to have someone know that they are in the right place for you to solve their problem. So the thing that most websites miss is a, is a really, really good benefit-driven headline. Because you've you've got a few seconds to convince someone that they're in the right place. And if your headline is welcome to my website, you've probably lost your visitor already. Mm. I like to use the term. That's a one way ticket to Baxville. <laughs> Baxville, USA. Basically they're gonna click on the back button and they'll be back onto Google and they'll they'll be looking at a competitor and the chances are they'll they'll never they'll never visit your site again. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you have a benefit driven headline and and something that promises to to, to solve the problem and, and convinces them that they're in the right place, then the chances are they will then read the next bit of the content, stay on your site for longer. And if, if you've got your lead magnet set up right, you can you can have them leaving leaving with an email address or taking some sort of action like like picking up the phone or filling in your contact forms. And but it all, it all boils down really to where your traffic's coming from.
1: Yes, it does.
0: Because if you get it right, there's there's no reason why you can't increase the action taking on your website from, from the average sort of industry, 1% or 2% to, to 25% mm. by having a really good offer and making sure that the offer's right for the people that are visiting the page.
1: Yeah. Agreed.
0: So yeah let's 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 wrap it up from yeah. there because i think we're uh, i think we've rabbited on a little bit but uh, yeah so uh let's leave it and we'll uh we'll catch you guys in the next one
1: yeah indeed see you guys
0: You've been listening to the Clarity Digital Marketing Show with your host, Liam Thompson, helping your business reach, influence, and attract more customers or clients online. For exclusive show notes or to connect with us, head over to our website, claritydigitalmarketing.com. Until next time.